Okay, Ryan, I'm gonna let you 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 can you can take point on this one. Oh, what? I'll just I'll just uh, I'll just. No, you've got the conversation skills. You, what? You've got the conversation skills. I just See, interject. Yeah, I'm clearly I'm the. Uh, you uh, carry the show. Really? Absolutely. I need to get paid more. <laughs> you need to get paid. What? <laughs> this is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Uh, hey, how the heck are you guys? Fantastic. Oh, just splendid. Are you guys excited? I'm excited about the show. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you're not excited in general. Well, you know, I'm, I'm slightly excited. You know, the, the, the summer to fall switch has been flipped and, you know, yep. now we've got the cooler weather, which I'm glad about, but I'm not looking forward to nine months of rain, so... Hey, don't we have, isn't there a, uh, isn't there like an Apple event this week? It's happening actually as we're recording right now. Oh, damn. Well, that's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what comes out of that. Yeah. Some new yeah. iPhones. And... Have you heard any whisperings of what's going on there? Uh, just some new iPhones, a new Apple TV, supposedly. Um, that's all I've really heard about. Well, so is it a big event or is it really just uh, some announcements? Because no, it's their annual annual is Apple it? event. Well, yeah. that seems that strikes me as weird that they don't have really anything that they're gonna that there's no whisperings other than new iPhone models. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've seen people talking about is the new iPhones and Apple TV and. Although, although last week I did I did read something about uh, there were murmurings that um, they they are working on a, on, on a pair of um, AR goggles. Yeah. Uh, um, so maybe maybe we'll see something about that, or though maybe it's a little bit too early for that yet. Well, the other thing I find interesting too is there's been very very little talk about their streaming service, which is supposed to be launching this fall. Yeah, like nobody's talking about it. So maybe they will in this event. Wait, yeah. like this fall, like in the next few months? Yeah, really? Yeah, like their their show that they filmed partially here called C is supposed to be, I think, out this fall. On their streaming service, but no, like my, I say, my buddy John is in the very first scene of that. Yeah, one of our our old clients, Donovan's in it as well. Has a small part. That's right. Weird. That's really weird, though, that they're not. They're Nobody's not really talking about it. Because look at if you look at what Disney's doing. I mean, Disney's putting the hell yeah out of their streaming service. So it it does strike me as a little bit weird that Apple's sort of under the radar. Mm -hmm. Huh. Well, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they uh, what they. Announce. Yep. Well, oh, you know what we have to uh, mention as well, Ryan. What's that? Uh, you have a guest over there in the Guitar Dungeon at the moment. I do indeed. Joining me in the Guitar Dungeon is longtime friend Grant Vanston, who is a big fan and Patreon supporter of today's guest. Yes. Well. Welcome, Grant. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. 
and I've been vegan for you know probably twenty years now. Really? Yes. Now was it was that a necessity? It was for personal health reasons. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, but we also what we haven't even mentioned what the heck we're doing today, Ernie. Well, Rob, today we are talking. Well, wait, I haven't even asked the question. Oh, you're, you're assuming a lot. You're <laughs> assuming a lot. You, you, you know what? You're going to edit this show. I'm not even touching this show. <laughs> this is all you. Uh, hey, Ryan, uh, what, what else are we doing today? Well, Rob, today we are talking with return guest Alexis Hilliard from the YouTube channel Stump Kitchen. And that sir is why grant's there and that is why you are excited absolutely now you've, you've you're a big fan of uh of, of uh stump kitchen uh, for ages because i remember you were the one that that actually recommended her as our very first guest that was episode six if you can believe it right yeah yeah like you said I, I i did go back as well i didn't listen to the previous episodes but she she was early early on yeah. Yeah. So it'll be great to talk to her again uh, at length because uh, I'm sure her channel has changed a lot, um, you know, given three years of, of, uh, of content and, you know, from the looks of the channel. Well, and I mean, I'm sure you would know because you're, you're a patron as well, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and so is Grant. Yes. Um, yeah. But I mean, she produces content on a, on a fairly regular basis. So three years of, of content, um, you know, it'll be really interesting to sort of to see how her, outlook has changed and, and what that's been like for her so so guys i'm afraid i'm gonna have to leave you and love you and leave you because uh i'm uh, running off to do a delivery of a victor stream to some folks who have just come up from new zealand so i will uh, hopefully catch you back on the show a little bit later but i gotta run for now all right um, steve well ryan rob shall we uh now that it's just uh, the three of us me, you, and Grant. Uh, let's bring on Alexis. What do you think? All right. Joining us now is Alexis Hilliard from Stump Kitchen. Well, hey, um, look who it is. Uh, hey, thanks so much for taking the time out yet again uh, and joining us, uh, Alexis. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. You know, it was. it's funny. Uh, I was going back and actually looking at what episode you were on <laughs> two episodes and to my i did not remember this but you were actually you were our very first guest no you were you were episode six up until then we had just been like babbling amongst ourselves yep. and covering news stories you were actually the first first guest where we were actually like let's talk to somebody else that's not us <laughs> oh my gosh and you were my very first podcast interview ever so we were each other's firsts exactly <laughs> see it's kind of like we've grown together we really have <laughs> now we're like early young adults back then we were just wee teens together <laughs> figuring right. things out well hey so for anybody which is probably a lot of people uh that didn't haven't stuck with us since episode six and may not be familiar with you or Stump Kitchen, uh, why don't you give us just a, a real quick snapshot of, of who you are and what's what the hell Stump Kitchen is? <laughs> sure. Great question. So I'm Alexis, and I am a content creator. My show is called Stump Kitchen, and it's dedicated towards celebrating diverse bodies and awesome vegan and gluten-free cooking. 
And uh, it's called Stump Kitchen because I was born without my left hand due to amniotic banding syndrome. And so I, I have a stump on my left side, but that's what I endearingly call it. And I use my stump as a kitchen tool from everything to like, from like a spatula to a lemon juicer to potato masher, masher. So, uh, yeah, it's like, it's a really fun way to get real limbs on in the kitchen and <laughs> that's my show. <laughs> and you know, it's funny cause I went back through a couple of the episodes as well. And my, my favorite line, I think from any of your videos is F- you pepper grinder. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, yeah. it makes me giggle every time. Yeah. I haven't you know, seen like, that one yet. Those pepper grinders, I swear, they, they get me every time. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I smell a uh, a line of merch. Uh, she, she's got merch. T-shirts. That's so true. Yeah, yeah fuck you, pepper grinder. That's such a good idea. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, and when we talked to you last, I think, how old was the channel then? I think it was still fairly new. Is that correct? Oh, I think last time, like the first time we talked, because um, we talked twice now, but the first time we talked, I was only on my seventh or eighth episode or something. It was really, yeah. really new. Um, so it was only about, I don't know, three or four months old, I'd say. I had no idea what I was doing. It was, it was great. <laughs> now, well, it's interesting. So since then, um, I, you've basically been doing a, a, a basically a show a week. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes more and more of the time less if I'm like getting a little, it's getting hectic. But yeah, it's typically about one episode a week. And they each e- either feature a new recipe or there'll be like an interview style video or like a limb difference awareness video, sometimes a vlog. Um, but they, they all kind of feature the stamp in some way. <laughs> yeah. So in that, like, that's a lot of content to have produced mm-hmm. over whatever, whatever, whatever it's been two years. Uh, yep. uh, what have you learned? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I have over 150 videos, uh, online and i've learned that you can't create for somebody else you have to create for yourself so if you're making videos to please an audience or to make something that you think the public is going to like or is going to get you views or is going to get you subscribers then you've kind of fallen you know off the wagon <laughs> i guess and so Whenever I tried to do that, I just got so sad and so like, I don't know, it like kind of ate my soul. And so I always come back to creating for myself. So if I'm editing something or filming something, it has to feel right. It's got to make me laugh. It's got to have a guest that I am really pumped about because that can kind of keep the spark and the passion growing. And then you have an authentic, an authentic show for the audience after the fact, and you're not faking it. So yeah, like do it for yourself and like follow your heart. <laughs> That's kind of the main thing that I've learned. So you do tend to have a lot of guests on the show. Um, are, are they, how do you generally, are they generally viewers or where do you find them? Well, sometimes actually a funny story about this. I don't know if we talked about it last time or not, but there was um, a friend of mine now who is a friend, um, but there was a viewer last year. His name is Greg. He, he was in, in uh, Calgary and he actually created a stump kitchen audition video because he, he found the show. He loved it so much, became a, a fan 
and he auditioned to be on the show. Like he made this video, he sent it, he put it on YouTube <laughs> and I, I caught wind of it and it was absolutely hilarious. Like, and, and so of course I got in touch with him. I'm like, yes, you can be on the show. Come on down. So a few months later he came down and we made an episode together. So sometimes that happens, <laughs> but usually they are, they are, uh, like friends or loved ones or, um, somebody new that I've met that is kind of exciting. And a lot of the times, um, parents have kind of found me online and introduced me to their kids who also, you know, have a, have a limb difference like me, and then I'll cook with them. So it just kind of like is a nice snowball effect. Now, what's your day job incidentally? It's actually this. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So I, um, I get this question all the time. People are just like, how do you make money on YouTube? Or like, how do you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, which I, I totally get, like, it's, it's still a bit elusive. Um, so, but if I, if I was like just relying on YouTube as a source of income, I would be making like $18 a month because I still, I have a relatively small channel and I don't get millions of views at all. Like my views are in the hundreds and thousands versus like, you know, um, however, I'm lucky enough to have a beautifully strong and amazing, um, viewer base and fan base, um, who support me through Patreon, which is like an artist funding uh, site that people can fund artists directly. Right. So that helps with like a lot of my income. And then I do, uh, like workshops, guest speaking, I do cooking classes. Um, sometimes I'll do like a larger catering event, um, once or twice a year, and then I work one or two days a week at a cafe to kind of help make ends meet. So it's basically full time. And I'm so happy about that. Do you like that? Or does it put a lot of pressure on you to create? Because, you know, you talk to a lot of people and it's it's the dream. And then they they actually do start to do it as living. And it it becomes a different animal because there, there's so much pressure, more pressure um, than just creating for the love of it. So what, what's, how's yeah. your experience been in that sense? That's a really good question. Um, and I thought that might happen. However, because the people who are dedicated viewers of the show and patrons, et cetera, are so incredibly kind and fun. And they're just like along for the ride with me. I, I don't really get a lot of, um, outward pressure. And if there are people expecting more then I don't know about it and I'm happy about it. Um, people, uh, are still enjoying what I'm creating and I haven't changed the content too much. I've kept it pretty like pretty like standard with like the recipes and the kitchen stuff, but I've just expanded to like interviews and, and vlog style stuff. So I, I honestly haven't felt that pressure. Like once in a while, if I am like say a week late getting a video out, I will put pressure on myself. But then I realize like, no one's hounding me for this. Like no one's getting upset. They're just really excited when I do get it out. Um, which is, has been a really kind way for me to, yeah, like be a creator with a low stress situation. Um, so I, yeah, I, I've really had to like teach myself how to like help talk myself out of those self-imposed stressors. Um, and that's kind of helped me stay true to what I'm doing. Yeah. And we, we might have covered this the last time we talked, but, uh, you know, we'll hit on it again for, for anyone who, who maybe hasn't listened to the, to the other episodes. Um, but I'm curious, when you first started the channel, what was the 
sort of the end goal? Were you were you just like, I just want to <laughs> make a, a cooking channel? Or were you kind of like, this is a good opportunity for me to roll that in with some advocacy work? Well, I when I first started it, it was purely by accident because I had become vegan after being a vegetarian for most of my life. And then I also had a gluten intolerance. And so I, I came into cooking out of necessity and I was nervous about it. But then once I found some easy recipes to follow and did it slowly one at a time, I discovered I was using my stump as a tool and like my, my friends and my partner, they were just like, this is, this is really fun. Like, this is really cool what you're doing. And I loved how it felt. It was very, um, I don't know, joyful for me, really, really joyful. And so we, it was someone's idea, maybe mine, maybe my partners or friends to film it. And so I was like, okay, so I filmed it and, oh, I remember I, I had like a learning challenge at work at the time I was working at, at a library and we had like a, like a, a challenge to learn three new things, um, in, in work. And so my challenge was to, uh, film and upload a YouTube video. Um, and it worked out to be my cooking, which was perfect. Um, and so it just kind of happened by accident, put it out there <clears throat> because it made me laugh. And the response was really lovely, really overwhelming. Um, and it was about two months after that first video that I decided to make a commitment to uploading it once a week. Um, and it, the kind of like the advocacy part and the like accessibility stuff and the just like limb difference awareness stuff really kind of flowed naturally out of that. I didn't have any plans like I, I did, I thought it was going to be one video. And so it kind of came, it kind of like kept rolling out because people were finding something in it that they could really latch onto. Um, plus I just loved doing it. It was really fun to challenge myself to become an editor, um, and learn to create videos and film and all that stuff. So yeah, it was really by accident, but now I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Well, I have to say, you know, having having Grant here, who is also vegan and has tried many of your recipes, um, <laughs> you know, he, he's a big fan. And, and Grant, you know, do you have any any questions for Alexis? Well, I'll, <clears throat> excuse me. I'll start with a comment that I mm -hmm. I really like the authenticity of your channel, mm. and you're teaching me so much about food, cooking. <laughs> limb differences it's been a pleasure watching it oh that is thank you so much grant and like grant's been you've been a patron for a long long time and such a incredible supporter from afar um it's it's so cool to finally like meet you you know and like hear your voice um well, but yeah thank you that's that's so wonderful and uh, when are you going to come put together a little ebook of your recipes Yes. Excellent question. I, I've been wanting to do that for two years and I just haven't been able to carve out the time. However, I think that's just because I sometimes let myself get too busy and I put less important things on the back burner, but more and more people have asked and I'm getting more excited about it. So I think that would be a really great thing to do in the next six months. Um, so starting off with like five simple, delicious recipes, put it online. So I'd say pretty soon. And like that, y your comment might be a good kick in the pants to get me started on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's encouraging. Yeah. That's wonderful. Oh, thank Man. you. Do you have any favorites that you want me to add to it? 
Um, well, I have one request. Sure. I'm getting into quinoa. Quinoa, ooh. Yeah, and I was looking through your recipe list, and either I've missed it or I don't see any on your channel. I haven't made anything with quinoa yet. You are right. You, yep, you know my episodes. So that is a great, that is, it is on my list. I have a list of about 75 things up and coming. Um, so quinoa, you got it. It's a super grain and it's super good. And, and it's gluten-free. You got it. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Packed with protein. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Great idea, Grant. Thank you. Well, my pleasure. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys are going to live so much longer than me. Oh, yeah. Quinoa and chia seeds. And, oh, know, wait, that's chia pet. Sorry. I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> Last time we talked, I think it was, okay, no, the first episode, I think we were talking about, um, yeah, like vegan food and stuff. And I was talking about like coconut bacon. And you were just like, uh, blah, blah, blah. I just eat real bacon. Like, you just have off bacon for so long. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. You love up that bacon. You do. It's great. Oh dear. Well, you know, let's um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the advocacy stuff because because I find that really interesting. Um, and that's definitely um, you know, since we we talked on that first episode, um, that's definitely a part of the channel that's really grown. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to know um, your experiences in um, developing some of the videos that where you talk about. Um, limb difference and I noticed you, you do have a segment called uh, stump chat where you talk yeah. to other to other people with limb differences and stuff what, what's the experience been there and, and what's kind of the response been yeah for sure um, it's been absolutely incredible um, well first of all I get to meet and talk with so many other people with similar and different limb differences so I'm I'm also learning a lot and connecting with folks from my own uh, you know like with similar bodies which is just such a joy. Um, but I, I think what I realized about Stump Kitchen moving forward was that folks who wanted to learn more, but were scared to ask questions or were worried about being rude or just had their own, I don't know, maybe like internal biases that they didn't know what to do with. I found that the channel was a really safe learning opportunity for them to look at a stump and look at limb difference and see how we do stuff and get those questions answered without having to be the one to ask that question for those kind of fears. And then, you know, for the, for us on the limb difference side, sometimes answering questions is great, but sometimes it can get really tiring. And, you know, sometimes you don't want folks to necessarily be staring at you because that, that's very annoying as well. Um, so I thought it was a really beautiful way to connect with the audience like the, the part of the audience that need needed and wanted that education, but was too maybe worried or embarrassed to ask those questions. Right. Um, and lately, just in the past like year or year and a half, I've been able to be connected with a ton more parents. So parents of newborns and parents who have, who are still pregnant, but they found out in an ultrasound that their kid's going to have a limb difference. And so many have reached out and just been like, you know, because of your channel, I know my kid's going to be okay. And, or like me and my toddler, we, we watch your videos, we make pancakes together and, you know, she uses her little arm just like you do. And it's, it's absolutely mind blowing. And like comments like that, just, I'm like, well, this is why I'm alive. This is just absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, um, it's the kind of advocacy that is, it's a little quieter and it's a little bit softer 
but it's it's got so much impact um that yeah i don't really know i, I like i don't think i really like know the the breadth of it um which is very humbling and and really really lovely mm -hmm. and well that's the power of, of a platform like youtube is that you know it it you don't know who's watching or where they're watching from or what impact you're going to have on people who are, you mm -hmm. know, world away. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, and I can, I can totally understand how that um, would be, would be really humbling and, and really powerful. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, education um, within any sort of uh, a realm um, is so important. You know, I'm reminded of, uh, of our discussions that we've had with um, Tommy Edison. You know, mm -hmm. he's, a, he's a blind YouTuber mm -hmm. uh, that did a lot of a lot of similar things where he would just, you know, have AMAs where he would just answer questions, usually in an, in an entertaining and a funny manner. Yeah. But I mean, but again, it's it's such an important aspect. Of, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we also talked recently with uh, Amy Cavanaugh, mm -hmm. who has a, a Twitter campaign that's that's uh, Ask Don't Grab. Um, because of her experiences with, you know, being being somebody who's visually impaired, going, you know, walking down yeah. the street, people will just grab and try to lead them off. They think they're, they're trying to be helpful, but, you know, they'll... That's so intrusive. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. Right? So or like someone using a wheelchair and somebody just comes up and starts pushing them and it's like, yeah. excuse me. No, no, no. <laughs> Honestly, on that note, I I can't tell you how many people I've had try to do up my jacket for me or like I was literally just in a first aid course uh, a couple days ago and I had a lovely partner like doing our you know baby CPR together he was so so kind but um there was one part where we had to untie our shoes because we had like a pretend broken leg and you had to like loosen it for circulation or whatever and so he had untied my shoes and then we were all done and I went leaned down to start tying my shoe and he was like, Oh no, 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 I'll do it. And I just kind of like let it happen. Cause I was like, yeah, sure. You can tie my shoe for me. <laughs> like It was just so weird. I'm like, how do you think I tied them to get here? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. you've got the perfect storm, um, you know, because yeah. you've got a, you know, a very, a very successful and, and entertaining um, YouTube channel that you can sort of piggyback advocacy on top of as well mm, and really you. you know and, and so you know it's it's really a template that that i wish um was easier to mm. to emulate for a lot of people because i feel like you know youtube is is has its problems um for sure but the great thing about it is that it gives anybody a voice and if, if they, you're, you're creative and you have you know have some content to share you have thoughts to share, to share anything really. Um, it, it gives you a platform and gives you the chance to, um, to get yourself out there. So, and, and really it's, it is a little bit of an equalizer because it really doesn't matter. Um, disability doesn't matter on YouTube. You can make a, a channel no matter what your, your particular, yeah. what, what barriers you're up against. Yeah. It's pretty so, accessible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, so it's great for that. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I, I just wish there were, there were more channels like Stump Kitchen out there. That's very, very kind of you. And I, I think actually there are, like it's, they're definitely growing. Like there's one YouTuber that I really uh, like. Um, her name is Jessica Kelgren-Fozard. Um, she's a pretty big disability YouTuber. 
and just even the way that she dresses and her humor and she's British. So that's really fun. Um, and she does really, really like advocacy based work. It's very topical. Um, but she does it in a way that is very disarming. And I, I like to joke that like, you know, my humor is also very disarming pun intended, um, <laughs> to kind of like get people's guard down. So they're able to, you know, hear some stuff, um, like, yeah, because sometimes usually it's okay to hear um, different ways that we can be, you know, allies for and with each other. But once in a while, you might hear a view that kind of jars with your own and it can be kind of, you get defensive. You're like, oh, well, I thought I should help everyone in a wheelchair, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of nice when you disarm people um, and kind of slip in the message in the back door, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yep, that's right. Well, you're very right. You know, and yeah. you have to connect with people. You know, especially on a platform, say like YouTube or, or actually mm. I, would, I would argue, you know, anywhere on the Internet, you know, you have to you have to have a hook. You have to mm -hmm. you have to engage them first mm -hmm. uh, and deliver the message second. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Otherwise, yeah, you just kind of lose people. And it's all about empathy and listening and connection. And yeah, hopefully I'll always stay that way and I won't ever get bitter. And I, I don't think I will. <laughs> so. Um, do you have anything planned? Is, is there anything about the show that you're, you're looking to expand on or? Mm, great question. Um, uh, well, now that I have the ebook project, thanks to Grant, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm going to actually just keep, keep doing more of the same. And I think, um, recently I added a series called, uh, it's just a, like a limb difference awareness series. It's very similar to stump chats, but it's where I've interviewed, um, 12 people all over the world, North America mostly, um, and a couple from Europe, uh, asking very you know pointed questions around limb difference. And I'm collecting all of their answers and putting them in thematic videos. And so they've been very impactful because you hear from a variety of perspectives. Like it's not just me talking, it's like kids, adults, you know, folks from all walks of life. So I think what I want to keep doing and expand more of um, is doing more of those types of interview t like style videos, like Lynn difference awareness videos where I get to speak with a variety of folks. Um, so I think I'll be, uh, wanting to focus more on that, but then just keeping stuff the same, like just doing more, having more fun and, uh, like more recipes. Um, one thing I did recently was I have a really awesome new, uh, person, uh, an artist from the community who's working on my thumbnails because I'm not very good at making thumbnails, like the, the piece of art that you see when you see the video on, on YouTube. So, um, they are doing those for me now. So I'm getting better thumbnails and people have actually noticed they're like, Hey, that's great. You're upping your game. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> all thanks to Dylan. Um, but yeah. And then just like I, this past summer, um, was a huge summer for first time kitchen. I got to do a huge collaboration with another, uh, limb difference YouTuber named footless Joe. So I was down in Denver with her for about five days and we filmed about five episodes, four episodes together. So I still need to edit those. So that'll be a big thing coming up. And then I filmed with, uh, Matt Frazier, who is an awesome, um, disabled activist, um, and actor. Um, we filmed together in Vancouver. And so I have those things to kind of edit and put out. So there's a lot of fun little surprises coming down the pipes for sure. The other thing I've added is, um, an annual stump kitchen pool party, because why not? Like, it's a great way to like 
thank my patrons and celebrate my friends and family. And um, uh, I want to, yeah, like do it every year. And maybe if I ever get big enough, I'll do it like in different cities like Vancouver and Toronto and do, you know. One day, one day. We can dream, right, Grant? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yes. Mind you, I'm thinking of moving to Alberta. So There you go. You, oh, really? Oh, great. Is it, it's an awesome province. Definitely come to oh, Alberta. Oh, well, yeah, I grew up there. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Great. Well, we'll have to have you on the show then. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's okay. Oh, Ryan, no we'll, I, we, we might just, me and Ryan were actually talking about a road trip to Alberta the other day, so... Well, uh, you will be on the you show. Have to, you have to go because it's the only place you can get tarantula tequila. That's right. Oh my God. Highly recommended, incidentally. Yes. Yeah, you got to come on the show and we will make coconut bacon and you will love it. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Okay, That's great. a challenge. Um, so <laughs> let me ask you a couple technical questions now. because sure. I'm Just because I'm curious. Um, editing the show. Um, I think mm-hmm. last, time, last time we talked, or not last time we talked, the first time we talked, you know, you had mentioned that that editing certainly took a, a, a good chunk of your time. Yeah. Now that you have hundreds of episodes under your belt, uh, is the process a lot faster? Have you learned a lot in terms of uh, the editing and the filming? <laughs> yeah, I. So that's kind of a tricky. It's a. It's like a double-edged sword because I've gotten way faster editing. However, I've also gotten way better, which means. I am adding more effects in, I'm adding more transitions, I'm adding more, you know, color grading, um, lighting stuff. So like, yeah, I'm faster at the actual like nuts and bolts of it and putting together an episode. But when you add on all the time it takes for making it even crispier, like the crispier, crisper, crisper, crispier, whatever, (laughs) like making it crisper, um, like all the effects and stuff that kind of like cancels out the the fastness of it. So it takes about the same amount of time, but just my production quality is getting a little better uh, day by day. Um, But I still use the same program. I use Final Cut. Um, I did get a new camera uh, for my last CBC uh, parents project. Um, So I'm still using, I'm using that and I'm still using my phone uh, as necessary. Um, the only thing that's really changed on the technical side is I have a lot more hard drives. Like I'm looking right now and I have one, two, three, four, five, five hard drives sitting around me right now (laughs) just to hold all the files. So, yeah. And I'm a little bit faster at setting up my kitchen because I understand lighting a little bit better. Um, and I use a, uh, I use an online company for my captions because, typing them out. I'm a really like, I'm a really fast typer. Like people are actually quite surprised with how fast I can type because they're like, you got one hand. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm really fast. Like I'm a fast typer. However, I don't enjoy typing. So I use an online company for captions and then I just correct any mistakes that they have. Um, so that really cuts out a lot of time and it's not super expensive. Um, yeah, that's another kind of technical thing that I have put into my practice. Um, but yeah, it's like, I'm faster, but I'm also getting better. So I'm pretty much the same time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, going in, you had no experience with absolutely with any- none. No, like watching my first episode, I was just like, when I watch it now, if I go back and look at it, it's almost horrifying. Cause like there's a part, Allison, my, my partner, Allison, she's actually filming it with my, my iPhone. 
And like, we left the fridge on. So you hear the fridge in the background. Part of it's like her thumb is in the way. You see her thumb in the, in the screen. And it's just like, oh, it's so bad. I should do a reaction video, actually. I should do like a three <laughs> years later react to my first video. <laughs> yeah. Alexis, you mentioned something about your CBC parents mm-hmm. group or something. Can you tell us more about that, what it is? For sure, yeah. Um, so two years ago, uh, some folks from CBC Parents got in touch with me um, and they asked me to make six episodes for their um, parents, CBC Parents and CBC Kids um, pages. So I did. I, I made six uh, this past year and then six before that, um, where I basically just got to cook with kids in my kitchen many of them featured like many of them had a limb difference as well um and then i did a couple episodes called how we do stuff where i had three kiddos with limb differences and we were just like showing the world how we do our how we do stuff in our own unique way um i had an interview with uh the parents of the kids with limb differences to kind of get parents perspectives as like a teaching tool for their cbc parents um platform and it was a great experience like they to have an actual budget and to be able to hire like a sound person and have like good lights. And, um, it was, it was really, really cool. And both times I was able to hire folks like our photographer is missing an arm. And then last year we had two folks on the crew, um, who had limb differences as well. So it was really cool to like, you know, feature folks with limb differences on in the, on the episodes, but also have like the crew, um, you know, full of us too. It was, it was really awesome. It was really neat. So it, yeah, it's just been another cool way for, um, you know, STEM kitchen to kind of get out there into the world and working with CBC has been really cool. And are they shows that are linked to the stump kitchen website or are they on CBC? So they are on, um, so CBC parents does have a YouTube channel. They're all there, but you can also find them on the CBC parents and CBC kids Oh, sorry. The CBC Kids Facebook page. Um, if you just search Stump Kitchen, uh, CBC Kids. Um, and I should, I should probably link them to my website. That's a really good idea. I'm like, I'm so bad. Like everything outside of the YouTube world, I'm not the greatest at, but like putting out content and like pumping out videos and that stuff, I it's great. But everything else is like, oh, <laughs> We're the same. We can do a podcast every week, but we can't put it on Facebook or Twitter. Right. I know. It's the worst. It's the worst. Social media. Social media is a challenge. Yeah. yeah it really is. By the time we figure it out, Facebook will die. <laughs> we're yeah. back to square one. Exactly. Just figured totally. out MySpace, damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. MySpace. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was so long ago. I know. We're old. Um, yeah. But, Why don't I ask you two a question? Uh-oh. Ooh, okay, I like this. this is, yeah. Hmm. So you've been around for almost four years now. What are some things that you like have learned creating a podcast? Because I've never created a podcast. I think like technically that would be way out of my comfort zone. But like, what are some things that you're just like, whoa, this was way harder than I thought, or like this was way easier than I thought um, about podcast creation in general? Like, how has that been for you? Uh, I think for me, the, right away, the the answer that uh, of what is a lot easier than I thought it would be is getting people on uh, a podcast. I, I thought it would no be way. a challenge finding people that would be interested in you know spending an hour and and, and talking with people that they have 
don't have no idea. I mean, yeah. a lot of times we reach out to, to guests and they've never heard of us. So huh. uh, that's a lot easier than I ever thought it would be. And I mean, I'm sure Ryan can attest to that because he sort of does all the scheduling and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's pretty rare that, uh, that he doesn't get a response right away. Um, mm-hmm. no matter who we reach out to, I mean, you know, probably our biggest get, um, was Rick Hansen. Um, wow. you know, we managed to get him on the podcast. I know. So uh, and yeah, and that was really cool. So I think that f- for me anyways, um, that's one of the easier things. Um, Ryan, what about you? You got any thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat with you, you know, going into this thing is, you know, who are we going to get to talk to us? You know, is anybody going to want to talk to us? And we're finding as time goes on, the world wants to talk to somebody and get the word out about advocacy. And, you know, Mm. we talk to people who are deaf or deaf blind or paraplegics or, you know, like you, you know, have limb differences. You know, we're not just a blindness, low vision podcast. And there's a world of people out there wanting to talk and share their stories. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think the podcast has kind of morphed into a, a human interest type podcast, which is, I think, exactly what we want um you know it's a platform where people can actually come on and tell their stories and there's some incredible people out there Mm. um the technical side of it you know it's pretty easy you know it's a mixer some microphones and a computer right and then Mm -hmm. rob works his magic and puts it all together but yeah i think the big part the big the big issue in the beginning was who's going to talk to us Wow, that's so. I would have thought it would be like, what microphone do I buy? <laughs> but that makes so much sense. Yeah. But you know, the other, and, and going back to the challenging part of it for sure is what I realized early on when I started doing the editing of a, you know, a 45 minute to an hour podcast. When you're listening back to yourself talk, mm-hmm. uh, you get real annoyed with yourself real quick. And it's just like, <laughs> my God, how many times have I said, um? <laughs> Why am I pausing there? Like, what, what am I, I doing? And you have to go back and you're trying yeah. to fix it. It used to take me two days to edit the podcast because I would just be so anal about oh my gosh. To make myself sound intelligible because, <laughs> you know, anytime that if you find that if you're unsure about what you're talking about or, or something, you just naturally will start to pause mm-hmm. or start to, and you, and that, that's stuff that you pick up later. You don't pick up when you're doing it, but you pick up later when you're listening to yourself back. And that can be a real painful process. I don't know what it's like oh, video editing yourself. It's but. totally the same. And now I'm so good at it or I'm getting better at it that I, when I'm filming, I can catch myself. I have a, I have a, like a, in front of the camera brain and then I have an editing, editing brain. And I sometimes have them both turned on when I'm filming, not all the time because then I'm not in the moment, but if I'm just like doing it by myself, I can, I can do something. And then if I know that's not going to work, I stop and I redo it. And, or I like, I give myself breaks or I make sure I explain what I'm doing. Cause sometimes, you know, in my early episodes, I was cooking and doing stuff. And when I was editing it, I was like, how come I didn't say what I was doing? Ah!" (laughs) So I have to like add text, but so yeah, you're right. It just comes with practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, re- it really does. And I mean, I think that that's, that's the major thing about any content producer, whether it's a podcast or whether you're creating video, whether you're writing a blog, um, any sort of content, uh, it just takes a lot of practice. And, you know, and that's what, you know, I feel like the biggest message that, that I'd like to send to, um, you know, listeners, all three of them, 
um, <laughs> is that you know what? If, if you have an idea, if you if you have some content, if you have something to say, don't be um, discouraged or or feel intimidated by the technology um, because it really isn't rocket science. And just go out there and start creating stuff and create for you, like you said, Absolutely. create for yourself, put it out there. And because uh, the more voices we have out there, the more content that we have out there, mm -hmm. um, the better, the, the more likely the chance that, that people are going to be educated in a way that they, they mm -hmm. need to be in order to, you know, to make to make our society better. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheers to that, my friend. Wow. Cheers to that. I think I just saw unicorns leaping across the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a double rainbow coming out of my butt. <laughs> so with that being said, I have a question now. Yeah. Do, do you all, everybody putting content out there, do you find it therapeutic for yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like... Like I, when I first started, actually, um, I was, you know, just beginning my own journey with, you know, some mental health stuff. I was in a rough place, um, you know, and now it's extremely manageable and I'm very grateful to be where I am. Um, but at the time being like filming myself and then watching the raw footage back and watching myself have so much fun and watching myself drop things and be silly um, it would make me laugh out loud as I was editing it. And I was literally showing myself that I could experience joy, um, while I was cooking, et cetera. So that in and of itself just like made it even more better. Like it was such a beautiful tool for just my general happiness. And it continues to this day. Like it's, it's a neat, it's like a record of all of your favorite times all in one place, you know, <laughs> yes. I don't know about you two. <laughs> yes and no, you know, like, uh, mm -hmm. like when Rob was talking about editing the show and listening to yourself over and over and over again, you know, I recently started trying to do some of the editing as well. And you definitely listen to some parts of it and it will just make you giggle. Um, <laughs> you know, it all depends on, you know, the content and who you're talking to, of course. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's definitely times where it does give you a sense of satisfaction for sure. Yeah, yeah I think that I think that for for us, and I'll, I'll just speak for Ryan, because um, because I, I know this, because you know we've had many many conversations about it over the the past three years. <clears throat> that you know for for us, it's it's all about perspective. I mean, when you talk to so many people with so many different stories, you really start to to get a picture of. Um, of, of like advocacy issues, but also just like personal human stories. Absolutely. Um, and it, that really, really has an effect on, on how you view the world. And, and that's certainly something that's, that's changed for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, okay. So let me just interject here. I see that we just uh, had a late addition to the podcast. You, you may have. Well, good morning, Miss. I kind of thought you were lacking cowbell. Uh, good, <laughs> good morning and welcome, Mr. Barclay. Good morning. I have, how could I miss Alexis? Oh, oh hello. Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> how are you? I'm excellent. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Hey, Steve, Steve's a better person to have here now because uh, he would actually be able to spell quinoa. Quinoa. Yeah. <laughs> or actually be able to identify it. Uh, <laughs> like I can tell you every single variety of Pop-Tart. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's where my expertise in the kitchen ends. I'm afraid. Oh my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> it's, 
It's uh, it's throwing you off, Rob, because it's uh, spelled Kenoa. Oh, damn it. It is. Kenoa. <laughs> Stupid Q. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. <laughs> you, Q. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the stock you wrote in on. Is it That's right. stocks? Is it, what does uh, it look like? What is a quinoa? Quinoa. You know, whatever. <laughs> quinoa. Then don't put a Q there. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what it looks like. <laughs> I just eat that shit. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I put that shit on everything. <laughs> uh, well, so do you, do you have any questions uh, that you want to interject? I don't know. I don't know what's been asked. You know, I'm, I'm coming in late here. So they've done a great job. They've done a really good job. Have they? Oh, yeah. Good. They usually do. Oh, yeah. yeah you're just oh, saying wow. that. So you don't have to come to the interview. Not always mind you. you know. <laughs> hey, okay. I have a question for you. Now that we're in fall, uh, Halloween's coming up. Or this is my favorite time of the year. Pumpkin spice. Because of pumpkin spice. <laughs> I love pumpkin spice. Hey, yeah. can, you, can you make something with pumpkin spice in it? Yeah, what about a pumpkin pie? Sure, that sounds ideal. Okay, that's my request. Okay, great. Pumpkin pie coming up. Because I've made them before, but I don't think I've ever made one on the show. Sometimes I have to look back and double check because there's so many episodes. But yeah, pumpkin pie. You got it. Keep in in mind, Rob, this is going to be vegan and gluten-free. And it's going to be so good. (laughs) What do you you use for a vegan and gluten-free crust in a pie? You use a bunch of gluten-free flours, like millet flour and brown rice flour, and some uh, just some cold water, and then like vegan vegan shortening, which you can get almost anywhere. And you just make it like a regular crust, like make it cold. You know, cube your butter, add the yeah. cold water. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And then the inner, the innards are vegan anyway. Um, mm. You just don't use you don't use cream. You can use like vegan milk or whatever. Um, so it's actually pretty pretty straightforward. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you'll just have to, y'all have to watch me eat the whole thing because you won't be here to try it. So (laughs) I'll I'll make one for. uh, uh, Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Grant. That's awesome. Do you get a lot of requests from people? Yeah, once in a while, I definitely do. Um, I I don't, and I can't make them all. especially because sometimes people suggest stuff and I'm like, Oh, all right. Um, I just say thank you and, um, kind of, kind of go on, but yeah, once in a while I'll get requests and sometimes they have amazing ideas like a pumpkin spice thing. Awesome idea. Thank you for doing my job. I will make that. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. What people request. It's, it's really neat. You know, incidentally, if anybody from Kellogg's is listening, I also think that pumpkin spice pop tart would be amazing too. Just (gasps) holy crap! Didn't they have those at one time for Halloween? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of, because I would have lost my shit. (laughs) (laughs) What a good idea! Oh my gosh! Oh, maybe I'm thinking of cereal. I think there was like pumpkin spice shredded wheat or something. Oh, interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Funny, I'd like to say that as a teenager, I had this fantasy, but actually, no, it's not true. It's actually like two years, two years ago, I had this fantasy. I just thought I would, I would, my chosen career path really should have been like a junk food scientist. I just imagine somebody sitting around in a room going, we need a new flavor of Dorito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do people. And then just people are just like throwing out ideas like cheeseburger. You know, yeah. Uh, like somebody's coming up with ideas 
about new junk food and I feel like I could really add to that industry. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> You're like, that is my strength. <laughs> I, I kind of do. Yeah. Vegan mm. junk food. Mm. Oh. Mm, yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's, yeah. here's a question. So would, for anybody who's, again, who's listening, who maybe needs tips in terms of gluten-free and vegan options, but mm -hmm. where do you do, where do you get a lot of your ingredients? Oh, great question. I go to so many different places, um, but I, I have found that uh, Superstore has actually done a beautiful job of carrying a lot of gluten-free and vegan stuff, and they sell it for way cheaper than some of the other big grocery stores do. So you can get vegan milk, vegan cheese, gluten-free flours, um, pre-made mixes like gluten-free pancake mix ready to go. You can make that vegan. So you can find almost everything you need at Superstore. Plus they have a great like international food section for making like special soups and spring rolls and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's where I kind of get some of the bigger, more expensive items sometimes. But then I also just, I hit up my, my neighborhood local uh, grocery store. It's called Earth General Store. It's all organic and really awesome. So I try to go there for like the fresh stuff as much as possible and then balance that out, out with like the more larger like superstore um, because it's a little bit cheaper. But so, I, you can get almost anything anywhere now. It's pretty great. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that, that must be a change in the past. I don't know what five, ten years is that. Oh, yeah, five or ten years. I think it's been a lot of movement, especially in the last like even five, like just five years. Like now at places like Superstore and Save On and whatever, you can get um, like gluten-free vegan progies, like frozen. And you're just like, what? And they're so good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're making me hungry again. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you're on the show. Yes. That's awesome. That's good to hear. It means I'm doing my job. <laughs> um, all right, boys. Anything else? Nothing for me. Grant, you got anything? All I can say is keep the humor. You got it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Grant. It's my goal to make you giggle. So oh. that's great. You do a great job. Of Thank you. Right. You know what? We need uh, Grant's contributed more to this podcast than Ryan. I, I'm kind of thinking, are you, are you busy next Tuesday, Grant? You want to you want to come in again? And <laughs> all right, I'm done. Woo! That's all it took. Was, uh, that's all it took was a guest. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I love it so much. I love it. Oh dear. Um, all right. Well, then, uh, why don't you tell everybody where the hell they can find Stump Kitchen on the old intranet, uh, if they so desire? Absolutely. So I'm on YouTube. It's just search Stump Kitchen. YouTube, there I am. Instagram is at stump underscore kitchen. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter. And I have a website. It's stumpkitchen.com, which desperately needs to be updated. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> right after the ebook. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, you can find me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash stumpkitchen. So, yeah. Wonderful. I would encourage anybody to check it out and uh, support a great, great channel. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. It's been an absolute delight as usual. Um, come back. Uh, come back again. Absolutely. I can't wait. Thank you. It's always such a pleasure talking to you folks. And what a great surprise to meet Grant. Oh, my pleasure. Totally. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Thank Thanks. you. And we'll, we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.
Oh dear. Oh, that's always always so fun uh, to talk to her. We should have her on more often, Ryan. Okie dokie. What'd you think, Ryan? Oh, like you. You know, it's always good to get her on. She's bubbly, she's spirited, and, you know, comical. So I definitely yeah, I, urge everybody to check her out because she's a joy to talk with. Yeah, I, I, I spent some of this morning going back and, and watching some of the videos. And yeah, it is. It's really fun. It's a really fun channel. Yeah. It's, uh, you can just, you, you just, it's infectious, her, her energy when you watch some of the videos. So again, you know, I'd, I'd recommend anyone who hasn't, hasn't uh, checked it out, go check it out. Even if you're not big into to vegan or gluten stuff like myself, uh, there's still lots to, to really enjoy on the channel. And uh, it, it's, it's a great, great channel in terms of advocacy and, and education. So go out there and support it. It's Even a, if you're not going to make a gluten-free pumpkin pie. Oh, they're, they're good. good. <laughs> uh, hey, Ryan. Rob. Uh, where can people find us? They can find us online at atbanter.com. Uh, they can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell at atbanter.com. What do you just edit in the cowbell later? No, well, I was just give, giving people a rain check. We'll just give them two cowbells <laughs> next week. We're all in studio. Hey, you know, they can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, well, that, I think, is going to about do it for this week. Uh, thanks so much, for everybody, for listening in. And thanks again to Alexis Hilliard. And uh, we will see everybody. Oh, and also thanks to Grant for, for uh, stepping foot into the guitar dungeon. It which was a, is it was a challenge. Brave, yeah. brave. <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody for listening in, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Whoa, look at that. Master of the one take.